What do you recommend for a work situation where you basically don't move all day and are feeling unhealthy? I start work two hours early in order to complete charts. I don't get a lunch break and I often stay late to finish my workload. My colleagues do the same, but seem totally fine with it. I'm too exhausted on either side of the day to go to the gym. I know it's not healthy, but haven't figured out a solution. Hi, this is Dr. Jen Barna. Welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. At Doc Working, our specialty is coaching physicians to achieve the best of life and medicine. This is the podcast where we talk with doctors about real life outside of medicine. We truly appreciate you listening and would be so grateful if you would like and subscribe. Please keep tuning in. We publish three episodes a week and we want your feedback. Please email me at jen at docworking.com to tell me what you like, what you want to hear more of. Your feedback means a lot to us. With that, let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast, and welcome to Q&A Friday. My name is Gabriella Denry, one of the lead coaches at docworking.com, and we're here to answer your questions. And I'm Jill Farmer, one of the other lead coaches at DocWorking.com. And today we are joined by the owner and founder of DocWorking.com, Dr. Jen Barna. And she brings the questions that you guys have for us that we get to answer and play with on our Q&A Friday. So Jen, what you got for us today? Hey, Jill and Gabriella, it's great to be here with you guys. We are getting some great questions. I've sorted through and chosen a really good one for today. I think we may only have time for one. It's something that I think you guys will have some good advice about. This one is from a physician who refers to him or herself as hiding in plain sight. And the question is, what do you recommend for a work situation where you basically don't move all day and are feeling unhealthy? I start work two hours early in order to complete charts. I don't get a lunch break and I often stay late to finish my workload. My colleagues do the same, but seem totally fine with it. I'm too exhausted on either side of the day to go to the gym. I know it's not healthy, but haven't figured out a solution. Hiding in plain sight is not alone. This comes up in my practice, coaching physicians all the time, because it's so ironic, right? Physicians understand perhaps better than anybody else in the world, (laughs) the importance of physical movement as it connects to our physical health. I like to talk a lot about how physical movement is really important to our mental health as well. And the emerging research on that is just phenomenal about how it impacts the ability to process stress to move through stress cycles, which we know is an important component, has been proven in research to reduce burnout. So everybody kind of knows the exercise is important, but then particularly in certain disciplines, there just isn't the time and space it feels like in life to sort of make it happen. So the physician that I had recently that during COVID and once they sort of opened up for a while, the particular discipline of surgery they were in, they were cutting down on cases. Then there was this rebound where it was these really long days of procedure versus procedure versus procedure. And there was procedure after procedure after procedure. So they said, how am I supposed to exercise? And so what I suggested in that case is yeah, the gym before work and gym after the work is not going to happen. It's just not happening. So how do you integrate it in your day? And two of the things that I really like are one is the seven minutes to fitness apps, because if you can put even two of those into your day, find two seven minute breaks. 
I think it's really important to get your body moving and you just put the app on, it changes channels in your brain, allows glycogen to reset a little bit. So it's good for whatever discipline you're in. It's going to be good for helping to increase your focus gets you some practice. And so with that particular physician client, the commitment was to try for a couple of weeks to do two of the seven minutes to fitness app programs, and then do a 10 minute walk in the morning and a 10 minute walk in the evening. And so that went from a day that had zero physical exertion to, you know, a total of um, about 34 minutes. Is that totally ideal? Is it the same as going to the gym for an hour? No, but boy, it's sure impacted both mental and physical health to even find those little spots. And so that's one way in that really packed schedule to get some movement in when there's just never an opening of that 20 and 30 minutes to go get your cardio in. What do you think, Gabriella? I agree. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about the benefits of exercise and self-care to our patients 24 seven, but do we do it ourselves, you know, practice what you preach basically. So yes, integrating into the day. And what I also found is that when we unpack the day and see exactly what is going on during the day, one of the aspects that comes in is distractions, distractions with the phone, you know, texts, emails, all sorts of other kind of electronic digital things that need to happen or that we feel need to happen right away. Like the response has to happen right now. I didn't get to the emails yesterday. I'm going to try to get to them today. And it's like, is there a way to play with that part of the schedule? Because, you know, it's one email here, two emails there, a text here, a text there, but that accumulates too over time. And so how can we play with that idea to carve out a little bit, even as you said, seven minutes, it doesn't have to be long, seven minutes, 10 minutes here, that instead of reaching for the phone, which happens a lot, and I have a client that deals with that now, the reflexes to reach for the phone right away to see, okay, let me see if I can get something done before my next patient, for example. Mm -hmm. How about a few times a day, we don't do that and maybe break the routine because that's also the value of taking that walk, of doing an exercise app, of going outside, getting some air is you're breaking the pattern of the chatter in the head, the decision fatigue, the moving from one thing to the next and constantly have to be on, you give yourself a break. And so I think that is the value of self-care in a busy schedule is not so much, okay, let me get in shape. I want to lose weight, et cetera, et cetera. Is that really the goal? Or is the goal really to just give yourself a mental break and to create some me time during the day? And so let's look at the goals. What are you really going after? How do we set an intention to give that experience, like that richness to the experience? Why does this matter to you more than just it's a good idea and it's what I should be doing? You know, why does this matter to you in this moment at this point of time? And that way, the pressure of I, I need to go to the gym, for example, uh, gets lessened because it's like, well, if I go for what really matters to me, for what my intention is, you know, what, what is the richness of these experiences? And Jill, you and I talked about this before. And as you say, the intention, setting an intention, like a deliberate intention is about creating a deeper root and a stronger leg. I like that expression for why you do the things you do. And once you're clear about that, then that means that there's more flexibility. So it's not about going to the gym. Maybe it is that seven minute app and the 10 minute walk. And, and, and maybe it is putting down the phone and go for a walk instead of answering emails or texts. You know, there are other ways to look at it as opposed to it has to be done one way. And so we want to create more room for it. And we want to go for why this matters to this particular physician, again, beyond what's just a good idea because it's the right thing to do. We want to go beyond that. 
Yeah, I like that. And then thinking back to another client I had from a couple of years ago, and he, you know, had this fixed idea of, you know, this time before he'd gotten married, where he would go to the gym a few times a week when he got off from his shift and then on the weekends, you know, and so he's had this idea of like, I've been out of shape for these 10 years because I can't get to the gym. And I was like, you know, young kids, burgeoning practice, Mm -hmm. marriage, we got to rethink like what movement looks like to us in this phase of life and think creatively. The brain science tells us multitasking doesn't work, but exercise is one thing where we can put things together. For instance, in this case, what he would do is, well, he tried to integrate it in his day. So there were, he was in a building with a lot of stairs. And so a couple times a day, he would do a round where it was like about a 10 minute circuit that required some up and down stairs and that got his heart rate up. And so we added that, you know, a couple times a day, a few days a week, that's adding some movement in. And then he started just doing push-ups and sit-ups in his office at, at intervals throughout the day. And then on the weekends, two things. One of his exercise sessions was taking his kids to the park and doing a series of exercises so that he was blending two things that matter to him. Times with his kids, with some movement with his body. They thought it was fun that dad was doing pull-ups on the monkey bars and sprints, you know, as he was watching him on the playground. And then he and his wife created a Sunday morning date where they went to the gym and took a class together and then, you know, grabbed some coffee on the way home. And it was an important time for them to connect in a way that fit into their lifestyle. So you're right. It feels bad when you can't just like have the autonomy to just go to the gym whenever you want in these times, but there's ways to still reprioritize it if you're willing to get a little creative. A little creative. Absolutely. I like the net because every time I get this visual of the Russian doll, so you have this big doll and then the smaller one and the smaller one and the smaller one. So you get to really, as you said, combine these different elements for your regular day and then create other avenues as that expands. And it's not adding 10 things and trying to get to 10 things. You're really just getting to one and how you utilize that one in different creative ways. I like that idea. Yeah, that's You guys are phenomenal. Such, such <laughs> okay, great <good>. ideas. <laughs> I was going to say, as a practicing physician, what comes up for you as you hear that, Jen? Does this feel like it could be helpful or actually work for a practicing physician? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, these are all fantastic ideas. And also the idea of just taking literally, say, two minutes to walk up and down, you know, to walk up and down four flights of stairs really only takes about two minutes and you can get your heart rate up. You could potentially, theoretically, do that once an hour and throw that into your routine. And if you're gone for two minutes, I bet there would be no consequence to that. Although that certainly depends on, you know, what you're doing specifically within that hour and whether you can literally detach yourself and, you know, get away. Would a physician be comfortable announcing it? Well, I'm taking a five-minute break right now. For two minutes? Uh, Yeah. Just to say it. You know, that's a great question. I think there's no harm in that. Absolutely. It'd be worth a try. It's like, look, I'm taking Maybe. two minutes. I'm going for a walk. I'll be right back. Bye. I'll see you at this time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're only going to be gone for a couple minutes. And I think actually, you know, if you're having reservations about doing that, you might be surprised because people do say, you know, at first when I used to practice, people would always come to me and say, if I was gone for like 10 seconds and I didn't <laughs> felt like if I was gone for like a minute, And I would come back, they would always say, oh, you know, here you are. And I would always say like, yeah, I'm, you know, I've been here the whole time. (laughs) And so finally I did start saying, I'm going to go for a very quick walk and I'll be back. And actually, instead of saying, where is she? Where is she? And and when I would come back, they would be sort of in a panic as, as if I had disappeared into thin air. Instead, they say like, oh, okay, she'll be right back. You know, if they don't see me right 
at that moment, they accept that I'll be right back and they know I'm probably doing the stairs in the circuit, you know? So that's a great point, actually. You're probably better off to just come clean with it. (laughs) Because that's the key to boundary. You actually have to communicate it. So once you communicate it and make it clear, then there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Nobody's going to expect you to be somewhere that you say you're not going to be. But if you don't say anything, that's when... (laughs) It gets you're a little so hairy. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. so right. Yes, Good and that point. client that I was just referring to pointed out that when he started doing this, other people were like, I'm going to start doing that. It had such a positive mm-hmm. impact because everybody, it was sort of a permission slip to see, no, like we don't need to silo this physical movement totally for the gym. There's a place that we can integrate it into this we're doing and it actually helps us be better physicians and it helps us model behavior that we want to see in our patients and for our own longevity. And I also have to say that not taking a lunch hour thing is a little concerning to me. I mean, we don't need a lunch hour. I always say, you know, in middle school, they gave you 22 minutes. (laughs) If you can give yourself 22 minutes, but a lot of times it feels like we're more productive when we just work through and push through and that we're going to end up doing it later. But there's some good research that taking a break in that middle of the day to sort of pause and nourish your body and maybe move a little bit actually increases performance to the point where you're going to capture, often going to capture that time back and then some if you give yourself that break. So I am not a fan of the working through the lunch hour, thinking that that actually increases your productivity because it just doesn't really do that in practice. I agree. Not at all. I had to learn that from when I was an intern. Yeah. I learned that when I was an intern the hard way. I would work through, not eat, just work. And my second year resident at the time said, well, did you go to eat? No, my beeper is going to go off. I have to be at the other. It's that you're going to go eat now. And he made sure I went to eat every time. And for those reasons, Jill, that there's no way you can be productive going on, 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 nonstop, 24-7. It's not possible. You'll crash it. So yes, take care of yourselves and take care of yourselves in the way that you're already moving throughout the day. It's just kind of making one little switch here, one little switch there has a massive impact. It's like throwing a pebble on a pond or a pebble in a lake. And you see that ripple effect. All you have to do is throw that pebble. You don't have to worry about the impact. The impact will come, but just one switch can make a big difference. That's that's such a good good. point, Gabriella. You know, your question earlier about making the announcement reminds me of a time when I made a a deal with my secretary who would sit right outside of my office all day. And we made a deal with each other that every hour we would go and run up and down the four flights Mm -hmm. of stairs on our own time. But then once we started doing it, we would often say to each other, like, did you go up and down the stairs this hour? You know, and then not only did it get each of us permission to go do that. And we did time it. It did only take like two minutes, but because we were giving that accountability to each other, we ended up doing it a lot more often than I would have done it alone. And maybe for her too. And it's that example to let you give of your physician client who then him and his wife carved out time on Sunday mornings to go to the gym together. And that again is one, you have your accountability buddy, your exercise buddy, but you create quality time and a new connection. And it also, I think, plays to reducing isolation, uh, which is very, very important as well. And that really could be a topic of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, you guys. Well, if you want to have questions like this answered in a form that you can digest in easy little chunks, we have something for you. It's called STAT, Quick Wins 
to get your life back. It's a course that Gabrielle and I put together. You can check out the information at docworking.com. Gabrielle and I take the best of the best from our own coaching experience and put it into a self-paced course that we really hope you'll check out because we love doing it and we love the impact that we know it can have on you as well. So if you have questions that you want us to answer on the podcast on Q&A Friday, you can send them for consideration to jen at docworking.com. That's jen at docworking.com. And in the meantime, we are so glad you were here for this conversation. So much good stuff here. Thanks for joining us for Doc Working, the Whole Physician podcast. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Our Instagram is docworking1, and that is with the number one. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story to tell, please reach out to Jen at jen at docworking.com. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.